I got into this because I'd had enough. I was fed up, but I got to put my words into action because I felt that at that moment when I spoke to the board of supervisors, there was millions of people listening. As I've sort of become a leader in this movement, I've realized that people want nothing more than to get on board to get their freedom back. If my voice gets heard and helps people, then this has all been well worth it. If my kids have a better America to live in, then this is absolutely worth it. I really don't like this stuff. I never wanted to be part of a production or a movie or, you know, I'd rather be out in the fields fighting somebody. This is the way that we fight. If this is the way that we inspire uh, people to move forward and, and to come on board with us, you know, for the win, then I'll be here. So. Good morning. Good morning, boys. All right. Thanksgiving week, we have a lot to be thankful for. Yes, we do. Yeah. It's pretty neat. We were talking before, John, you were saying about how you should just be happy with the mundane things in life. You know, sometimes we get so wrapped up in this fight and work and everything else that we've been a part of over the last couple of years. And we forget that there's a lot to be thankful for, mm -hmm. especially now. Especially, <laughs> especially now that we're seeing, you know, the, uh, the fruits of our labor, so to speak. And, you know, we have Terry with us today. Not a unfamiliar face to the program for <laughs> these microphones, you know. So thanks for being with us, Terry. Oh, I'm thankful. And you've been <laughs> in this, you've been in this for a long time. I mean, long before, long before, uh, you know, the, the the COVID stuff and um, you know all the school board stuff that we've been working on recently. I mean, you've been a part of this for for quite a, some time here in this county. Well, I think that that when everybody got started with the Tea Party back in 2009, yeah. I think that was the main crux of everything. We were more pissed off at the Republicans than we were at the Democrats. We knew what kind of enemy we had with liberal Democrats, but we didn't expect the Republicans to go the way they did, and that, which was basically The devil you know, yeah. And that was really the battle up here, you know, across the country during the midterms, most places it was like Republicans versus Democrats. Up here it was conservative Republicans versus rhinos, right? I mean, yeah, we, we had, had a red Democrat. wave up here. We did, a dark red wave. Yeah, well, we sure did. <laughs> And local media is losing their mind, you know, or they're not saying a whole lot. But um, it's worth addressing that, you know, everything that we worked for over the last couple of years, everything that we were setting up came to fruition here in the last couple of weeks. And I say last couple of weeks because it's taken a couple of weeks to count these election results and these ballots. Florida can count, uh, what, 10-something million votes in five hours. France, yeah. a whole country can count votes in a day and then here we are in little old shasta county with 111,000 registered like tease, 60 right? something like, thousand votes there was 2245 last wednesday and now we're table we're still waiting yeah. an hour well the thing is is that you know the longer you prolong it the more chance you have for corruption and that was her whole gig i think i mean i think kathy darling allen is to blame for a lot of this uh, no question about her being a democratic operative. And I think one thing that this whole thing with these local races made us realize is there is no such thing as a nonpartisan office. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing. I mean, you know, people have people are a reflection of what they believe. And if you sure. believe in conservatism, 
for example, let's talk about the ROV office. Okay, uh, I, probably everybody in this room believes we should have voter ID. Sure, absolutely. Okay, and that's a conservative <coughs> ideal. Now, the Democrat Party ideal is we don't do that. It, well, okay. it's because, uh, what, what do they say? It makes it a less uh, chance of minorities being able to vote, which is totally racist. None of them drive? Yeah, I say they don't have IDs. <laughs> No, because the ID, th no, it's the ID thing, or I guess the bottom line to that is basically that is a Democrat Party held position. The second position she absolutely holds is that she wants to have mail-in ballots. That's a Democratic Party <clears throat> position. The third thing is that she loves the machines. That's a Democratic held party position because Kathy Darling Allen is a Democrat, and if in fact you are running for an office or you're in an office and you belong to a particular political party, it's because that's where your belief system is. So when you, they say nonpartisan, that's just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Well, and it's mostly leadership <clears throat> of the Democratic Party that wants that, because I, I, uh, I mean, any of those things you just talked about are ways you can cheat in an election. You know, unmanned polling boxes, uh, you know, the, the mail-in, I mean, all that, no voter ID, but I saw I saw a poll one time where across the board, both parties, it was well over 80 percent of Americans, Democrat and Republican, think you should have to show an ID. So the, this is not a popular viewpoint. I think it's a place where people could actually. Sure. The, me the, <clears throat> the media is so controlled, though, and, the and the, the, the voting system is so corrupt, they, it doesn't matter if 80% of the will of the people want right. to do. They know how to, to sample the polls and create the illusion that this is the will of the people. Oh, yeah. And same thing with the media. So you could have 90%. Once you're under complete communist takeover and they control it, but look what happened in Brazil. I mean, they literally let a guy out who who uh, right. got in trouble for embezzlement, right. Lula, in Brazil. I mean, they let a criminal early out from Brazil to go against Bolsonaro. Well, yeah, Supreme Court there that you know, pulled those strings for him. There's no I'm doubt about it. Bolsonaro got ripped off. He no, had no. the biggest. You think Trump was big? Bolsonaro no. was even way bigger. But going back to talking about locally right here, I just wanted to bring one point up sure. with that real quick. Um so there was 30,000 plus dollars. We don't know the exact amount of money, but they sent out all these mailers to everybody. Hey, trust us. We're doing our job. Blah, 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 blah. Same thing as on the side of a, a road. Your tax dollars hard at work. Well, did we really need you to spend our tax money to tell us you're doing a good job with our tax money? But anyways, what she really should have been doing if she wanted to make it efficient, count the votes quick, uh, easier for everyone, less chance of fraud, you would explain to people how to vote in person. Okay. So when you get your on your envelope, it says this is how you vote. OK, get get it postmarked uh, on the day or before election. Uh, drop it off at a secure drop box or go and drop off your ballot in person at your polling location or at the ROV office, okay? If you're gonna spend any money informing people about voting, period, if you wanted your job to be easy, less chance for corruption, think about it. The, your vote would be counted that same day if she educated people how to vote in person and nobody, most people don't know how to vote in person. I'm telling people all day long, hey, make sure you vote. They're like, what do you mean? I go and drop my ballot off in person. I'm going, that's the worst thing you could do is drop off your vote by mail ballot on election day at the ROV or they don't understand you've they got think it that's in person voting is taking it yeah. yeah yeah now you can actually take your uh ballot 
down to the ROV and feed your mail-in ballot straight into the machine. But there's a California state law to where if you go to your polling location, you have to surrender your ballot and get another ballot. None of this stuff makes sense. But the whole thing is whether you're surrendering your ballot and voting in person versus dropping off your vote by mail ballot, either place or feeding it directly in at the ROV, they don't, there's no education on this. There's no directions on it. Nobody explains to you if, if I was in charge of that job, I would, that's, I would just be hammering down. Hey, to make our job easy and be able to get the the votes counted quick and the least chance for fraud, that was the most important information. But what we crickets control. And I'm always leery of somebody that says, "Hey, you can trust me." Oh yeah, please. It's like a horse trader. I'm an honest man. The elephant in the room really is is the fact that they want to control us. That's the elephant in the room. Whether you're a Democrat. A citizen or a Republican or an independent or a libertarian, it's control. That's what the whole thing is. So how do we fight that? See, that's been the whole issue. Um, unlike this podcast here and unlike a few of the different radio broadcasts that we have that are conservative, we talk about solutions. John and I had about a three-hour talk the other day about solution and being solution-oriented. So how do we win the whole thing back? The way we win it back is locally. It's not so much that we're stuck in this rut of looking at it locally, but the way you take back your country, the way you take back your state, is you take back your county first, like Shasta County is doing. First is the Board of Supervisors. They control most of the money. Secondly, you take back your school boards. They control the curriculum. Thirdly, you take back your ROV office and you make sure that your county clerk is honest and you bring back honest elections. That's how you win it. Once you win that at the county, then you can trickle up to the state. As Carlos always says, it's a bottom-up situation. It is a bottom-up situation. And as we win this thing, we have to look at that. And I think that's something going to the new year we all have to address. Let me ask you this. Now that uh, the conservatives have taken over the board, because you're talking about taking over the ROV, well, how do you do that? when they won't recuse themselves and they're the ones counting the vote. Budget. <laughs> the budget. Well, or could the could the uh, Board of Supervisors order her to recuse herself or... No. So, so, so I mean, that's a pretty but, tough situation. But the budget. Okay, see, the, it's always, you always can go back to the money. Mm-hmm. And now that we have, hopefully, four conservatives mm-hmm. on the Shasta County Board of Supervisors, many of the things in the budget take a four-fifth vote not just not two-thirds. Two, two-thirds. Think, yeah. And so when you want to control the budget, that's something that really, that's why you want to go after the Board of Supervisors. The DA, the same thing. And I know that there's no love lost between any of us in the mm-hmm. DA here. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the point is, is that as you look at that, you want to control her budget. Same thing with the Sheriff's Department. You know, you don't ask for more money here, here, and here, or ask for $50,000 like our sheriff did and say, I want $50,000 to go talk about this wheel I want to build, this this center I want to build, that's going to be a billion dollars, it includes a jail and a rehab center and blah, 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 blah. He has $50,000 and then he complains about shutting down the jail because he hasn't got money for it, shutting down a wing of the, of the jail. So when you look at all these different things, you scratch your head and you go, what are these people working toward? What are they trying to do? And I would submit to you, they're trying to work with the powers that be that want to control the population. That starts in the county, always has. John Locke wrote about that in the early 1700s. That's why we have the form of government we do. And that's why representation is so important. So once we put ourselves in a position where we're saying, okay, we're going to take our counties back. 
Now, the Dominion machine's an interesting thing, and then I'll, I'll, I'll kind of pass this off. I want to see what you guys think about this. The machines are, are interesting because the state of California has put into code, which is law, that we have to have a machine. doesn't have to be Dominion. There's five different machines. However, what if we tell them, we give them the middle finger, and we say, hey, we don't want any machine. Going to paper ballots. We want paper ballots. So I got a hold of my friend, Dr. Doug Frank, and I texted him. He was on a plane, in fact, when we were texting back and forth. He was going back to Ohio, and we were talking about that. The challenge we have with paper ballots is that the rolls, the voter rolls, have to be on paper, too. Now, I'm not sure what that means, and I haven't talked to him since, but I'm going to find out. And we'll be bringing that up on our radio program or subsequent programs here. And once we get the answer to all these things, we can find out how we do it. Second thing is, what would be the consequences of us telling California we're not going to comply? Mm-hmm. You know, and having four-fifths of the conservatives on this particular board of supervisors, they're saying we won't give you money. We could say we're not giving you money either. We're going to, all the homeowner taxes are going here. Mm-hmm. They're staying here. What, what do you call that process? We'll hold, hold you hostage. What, what do you call that process again? We were talking about it the other day process of of not giving them the money and keeping the money and spending it compliance okay okay there's well, there's Shasta, a technical Shasta's terminology a, for that there, but Shasta's i thought a, you brought maybe welfare. it was someone else i was talking to just as a welfare county we we don't pay in near as much as they give us back that's the problem not even close it's like one percent hey woody woody give me all your money and I'll give it back to you, no. some of it, as long as you do everything I tell you to. Right. But the difference Are you is, okay with that? <laughs> the difference is it's like, I'm going to give you all my money. It's $2, but the state's given Shasta County like $100. Oh, okay, okay. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Most of that is for control. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most of that money is given to things. I mean, we need another bicycle trail. Like you the know, ARPA the funds. Oh, see, the, here's the problem with that. Because we talked to a supervisor about that. Remember, yeah. we go, what if we yeah. withheld our taxes? He goes... These taxes here are yeah. dropping the bucket compared to oh, our yeah. budget. Absolutely. <clears throat> so, okay, I, I, so I, I, here, I here's a question I have. We operate. did a thorough study in 2014 when we were doing something to check and see how much of that is true. I don't know how true that is because what substantially, what substantially do they give us money for? Mm-hmm. They mandate that money. When the county gets the money back, <clears throat> there's a thing called mandatory spending and discretionary spending. Mm-hmm. Discretionary spending is what you get to keep after the state has said what you have to spend money on. Right. That ends up being anywhere from 13 to 17 percent. Okay, so are we talking about the 13 to 17 percent? Because that's where all the budget comes from. That's the money that the Board of Supervisors controls. So that means 87 percent. And oh, by the way, California takes a 14 percent service charge out of your taxes. So that means that once this happens and we have a situation where we have money coming back to us, are we talking about discretionary spending? And what I submit we should do is have 87% of that money come back to the county, that's our money, Mm -hmm. and then take the 14 or 13% left and give that to the state to run. Because if the counties run on their own, Mm -hmm. then what do you really need in the state? Well, I'm, I'm totally down. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I would be all for us just being self-sufficient and cutting down to whatever we had to. I mean, health, health and human services. I mean, look at what they're spending yeah, the, on the that. most oh, inflated. Correct. What percentage of our budget goes to that? 50. 
50 yeah. percent uh, 300 and some odd million out of the 630 or whatever or 665 now yeah. okay gosh yeah. i mean that's a ton of money so yes, can sir. we function without that state money that's a question can, can we uh, it's well <laughs> again what somebody tell me what that is see the thing is is we're we hear uh, things like they, there's all this state money, and we keep getting all this state money, but if they're mandating 87% of that money, and a lot of it comes from grants too, I mean, let's let's look at the flyers. That's a good example. Kathy Darling-Allen sends out mailers. They're 80 cents a piece. Even though these look the same, they're different. Oh, that's the mailer I was talking this, about. You got it right there, huh? The, but they're different. Look at the front. That's different. That's different. There was another one that came out that had oh, wow. a purple front, and then it had Kathy Darling Allen on the back. Now, what if you sent that to every voter in Chastity County? That's 112. What's well, 112,000 <laughs> times 80 cents? Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden we're looking at something like this. Well, that was maybe some sort of grant mm -hmm. or something. You know, again, the state is mandating money. We always hear how we're getting all this money back, but they're mandating that money for us to spend. They're not saying, you, you know, we have to give you extra money for this, this, and this. They're mandating it. But a lot of it's for the schools and stuff, too. Well, no, we school, to that's, a whole different, that's a whole different uh, ballgame here. You know, as far as the Board of Supervisors, they have no control over the yeah. budget for that. Just about everything else. Mm -hmm. But the school systems themselves are independent. That's why the school boards were so important. Mm -hmm. Everyone thought <laughs> that the superintendent of schools would be the person that would have all the power, you know, and we wanted a really good guy named Brian Cables, who's yeah. a great guy, mm -hmm. and we wanted him to win that, but all he is is a liaison. The right. school boards actually could say, hey, go pound sand, we're not gonna do this, we're not gonna do this, we're not gonna do this. And we did and we did good in the school board elections too. Yes, sir. Very well. You know, yes, sir. So they have full autonomy then in the school boards to be able to do whatever they want for their school districts, you know, regardless of what Judy Flores says. So she cannot mandate anything for them. Well, she's basically a negotiator. The, the yeah. teachers like her. Now, there's the, the teacher's union. That's a that's a whole other story. Sure. And that fits into that category when we talk about school boards. That's a whole different story. That That's, you know, and um, on the next program, I have author and Katie Gorman coming in, and we're going to talk about that. Mm. But, you know, I think that the main thing that we need to be looking at now is really understanding how we can control this at the county level. And and maybe win back our state if our state is still winnable. So let's talk a little bit about this letter that's gone out from Kathy Darling Allen, the registrar voters. Um, tell us a little bit about this. This is what's brought to my attention this morning, and it's a letter that she sent to the Senate Judiciary Committee. Correct. Yes, and John has a really good handle on this because he was looking at it. Um, actually, he's the one who. I got it from Rich Gallardo, and then you sent it to me. I, I didn't read it till you yeah. sent it to me. Yeah, it, it's interesting. There's so much information, it's hard to keep up. I <laughs> clerk, our registrar of voters, sending a letter to the Senate Judiciary Committee on the federal level, basically accusing us of an insurrection. You know, so it's no longer this January. We, we should just no, read no, the no, letter. No, Do you want to read it? You want? No. It, 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 it's, pretty, it's pretty long. It's pretty long. Letter. It's long. You know, I don't know if we have. You uh, can read it. We can stop that, you but, at spots. But you know, basically, she's creating a, a culture of fear within her office and a victim's mentality within her office. You know, to say that we were there to disrupt on June seventh during the primaries and to uh, to uh, basically, you know, to to be there as a an annoyance, an you know, intimidating intimidator. 
And we weren't. Let me tell you, I was there. I stopped by for a little bit. I was there for probably a total of an hour, you know, and she opened the door. She was super friendly. No, my son opened the door. Well, he, he did, but he did, she opened the door for you guys. You know? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know? And uh, then when I got there, yeah, you know, your son was there, opened the door. But but she she waved me in. She was super friendly, super nice, answered all her questions. In fact, offered uh, to answer any questions we might have, you know. And we did have some just about the process, and she was real helpful and it was a really nice interaction there was nothing there that was disruptive nothing that was intimidating nothing that was you know out of the ordinary you know so um when we left i guess she did a jekyll and hyde on us and all of a sudden started reporting to local media and reporting to whoever else you know that we'd been disruptive mm -hmm. and that we were causing intimidating you know, uh, threatening yeah. even do even even running some uh, trainings on what to do if she got shot. We how about that? And, and I was a little taken aback about this. I was personally taken aback about this because I was there. I was like, wait, that's not what happened. You know, that's not at all what happened. We were there in a very friendly capacity. I mean, and, and she was as well. She was being very, very helpful. In fact, I was impressed by how friendly and helpful she was being to us. So for a turnaround, you know, and all of a sudden feed this narrative that we were there to disrupt or to intimidate was completely, completely false. And, uh, and that's on her. I mean, that's that's really, really bad on her. Uh, to to do that, this shows a lot about her character. Yeah, why didn't she fly to Arizona twice on our dime? Oh, did she? I don't know. Learn how to learn how to go to Maricopa <laughs> County. Learn yeah, I mean that's the see. There's there's so many things there, and it it gets back to gets back to the issue of trust. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about the issue of trust, I mean, do we do we trust what's going on in the voting machines? That's why people go there and observe. But some of her complaints were crazy. I mean, when you start complaining about the fact that people are asking for Freedom of Information Act information, which is basically a right That's your in the job. California Constitution. Yeah. It's Article 3, Section 3. It's a right we have sure. in California. It, it's right there. Hey, we, we need to have this public record in our access anytime we want. Yeah, transparency is at the bedrock of who we are, you know, especially exactly. when you're running elections. You know what, though, the most important thing. if if there was more protocols in place to ease our minds, we wouldn't be like, let us put some tape on the door. Let us be in the room. I mean, I, I know I've told this before, but I mean, I stayed the night all night long to make sure nobody was with the ballots. And believe me, if I saw someone on that I supported or was on the same team as me cheating, I would call their ass out. I don't believe in that. I believe in God. I don't believe in lying. I don't believe in cheating. But regardless of that, if they, if they let us put some tape on the doors, if they just let us made sure nobody was in the room with the ballots when they were getting uh, count. There's no, when they don't we're let us, for anything when, than we're not at, we just saying, Hey, we don't want people yeah. around the ballots yeah. when, when, uh, when there's no observers here, you know what I'm saying? And we just want to put some tape on the door. It's not because we're and, accusing you of cheating. We're not, you know, at that time we were not, we wouldn't say, Hey, you're cheating. It wasn't that. It was like, Hey, let's just keep this open. And, uh, transparent for everybody to see what you're doing. When we get stonewalled and no protocols in place and then no... Then start to question things. Then, yeah. then you... Yeah. I mean, like, they're... What she's so nervous about? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like she's... She, why is she so nervous? Why is she sending out uh, mailers everywhere? These mailers should have been... Okay, so... Going back to that real quick. Okay. Yeah. I printed a lot of stuff like this. You're not going to get this. Maybe if you're ordering hundreds of thousands, maybe 40 cents. Okay. You take 112,000 voters times two, 224,000 people times uh, 40 cents a piece is going to be around 95,000 to give her to somewhere around there, around $95,000. There's four of those. Four of them. Okay, so <laughs> take that to That's 190, over $180,000, okay? 
if there is four of these? Why doesn't one of these things say, to make our job easy, this is how you get you vote in person. Your vote will be counted on election day. We won't have tens of thousands of ballots. Absolutely. Uh, we won't have tens of thousands of ballots dropped off as a vote by mail that we're going to have to go through and do all this other stuff with. You know what I mean? But you Why? can't complain about budget shortfalls and being short staffed on one hand and then go spend one hundred ninety thousand. Yeah, look, look, here's the bullet points on this. What happens with your vote by mail ballot? Why don't they tell you this is what the headline should be? This is how you vote in person. So your vote is counted on the day of election and make the workload on me and my uh, poll workers job a hundred times easier. But you're missing you're missing the point, John, because you're a man of integrity and you're putting yourself in her, her place as to what you would do. There's a reason why she she allows us there's a reason why she would send why a letter and talk about things that she knows are never going to happen nobody's going to hurt kathy none of my friends i mean do you know anybody that's going to oh i don't like how this election turned out let's go beat up kathy no. i mean no, that's no. crazy they they, they mention a doc a they mention a documentary in this letter and then they talk about one of the guys involved in it was at january 6 an insurrectionist and all this stuff it's like what the heck man it's yeah, like why is that even relevant you know, why so the registrar voters send something like that so this yeah. says how we protect vote by mail ballots we follow the rule of two Every time a ballot is touched, it is done in teams of at least two or more. We verify your signature by matching it to your voter registration. We count your vote and voice using state-certified election equipment tested here in Shasta County. We count ID? a number of randomly selected ballots by hand to ensure the election equipment is accurate. And, and I don't know about you, but my signature changes every few years, you know, just as the more you sign stuff, you know, it tends to change a little bit. So, no, mine's horrible. You, you know, so yeah, so I don't remember what my signature of record looks like, you know, but guess what? I have an ID. Did, so if I can show that ID when I go to vote, that'll take care of that plain and simple. Yeah. Yeah. And how, how and this is speculation, but I don't know, and maybe I'm wrong. I need to get more involved in this part of it. But what if you were able to signature verify people you agreed with more and then kind of, oh, this yeah. signature looks good. That well, It's all it's all kind subjective. of perspective. Yeah, there's no objective way to verify a signature. You know? That is speculation. I'm just making that. It's what the person thinks, right? So I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe when you should sign his name this way. Now nah, that's a little bit different now, you know, I mean. Who's to say, right, right, if it's his or not? Well, this is one quote. I An think ID would, would solve that. One quote that I think is very telling uh, in this letter that is addressed to Chairman Durbin, <laughs> Ranking Member Grassley, and members of the Committee of the Judiciary from Kathy Darling-Allen. When she makes these complaints about people, she's making them using her um, elected position. She's not mm -hmm. calling in as Carl Zapata citizen, mm -hmm. John Knight citizen, Woody Clendenin citizen. One of the things that I think is really telling, until this election, I was feeling very sympathetic for my colleagues in other states who have experienced terrible things. I truly didn't think we'd see anything like that in California, not being a battleground state. Well, we're not a battleground state because we're ruled by the Democrats. Then she goes on to say, I hope I am still correct about that. I and my staff have experienced an inordinate amount of bullying and interference, but no direct threats yet. She's full of shit. She writes that. It gets better. Election night, June 7th, 2022, myself and my staff experienced an inordinate amount of bullying behavior and interference by a group of citizens 
who stated that they wanted to protect against insider election fraud from myself and my staff. So she's saying that people went in and accused her staff, which never happened. Not at all. Not true. So she lied. Let's just call it what it is. This group was unsatisfied by the fact that we were and are complying with state law and regulations as they apply as they apply to ballot custody and security. Okay, so this, the custody and security, and I want to bring up security here in a minute because there's something she did where she broke the law and we caught her. Their presence was noted and observed by local law enforcement. Well, it wasn't noticed by the local law enforcement. They were called to come because, and the police really didn't do anything because they didn't see anything wrong. Of course, that's not in here. Additionally, we have become aware on election night about 9.30 that an unknown person had placed a game or trail camera in the alley behind the office to presumably sur survey the back entrance to the election department. This camera was gone by 11.35 a.m. on Wednesday morning, according to local reporting. Now, she actually had people to where she was selecting who could be a poll worker and who could be an observer. Mm -hmm. She was selecting those people based upon her position of um, her political beliefs. Right. And um, I don't know if we have time to, do we have time? We, to we can go, yeah, yeah, we're good, we're good. Okay, so <clears throat> what happened is that she stopped two people, one from being a poll worker and one from being an observer because she didn't like their behavior and their political belief. So I called her on that because that's against the election code. You cannot stop anybody from being a poll worker or being an observer because of their political belief or what their political stance is. <clears throat> so I called her and I talked to her office. I said, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna bring this up in the media. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I want to get an answer from Kathy Darling Allen. What you know? What her side of this is? Because I'm being told that she's telling people they can't do these particularly constitutionally protected right that they have, and they can't do it because of uh, your discrimination on what they believe. So, so just interject real quick, and I know I'm going to let you land the plane. When I went there, I got two foot in the door. They had the sheriffs escort me out. The sheriffs. And they and then the sheriffs go. And you were going in to observe. I was going in as a, with my nine year old son, who I'm trying to teach about elections and stuff, and become you know not not a zombie who doesn't pay attention to any of his surroundings. Okay, so I I went in there and they kicked me out. With they had two sheriffs come and kick me out. They were the sheriffs were super nice. I was super. Well, in fact, I called well, you. I think I called. Was that the primaries or this last election? The, in June. In June. In June. They about. they kicked me out, right. and then the sheriffs talked to me. What's going on here? And I was like, I am here to observe i you know there nothing's being this and that they talked to me for about five minutes they one of the guys went back in and said you better let this guy in as an observer that's his legal well, did, the did sheriffs you, had to push for me okay, to be able to come that's in the point. Did, did they let you in absolutely okay, so but be okay. only because the sheriffs told them okay, they better because they know the constitution okay yeah. so okay so the deal is is you got let in because law enforcement came in there and they couldn't comply with her wishes they had to comply with yours because you were on the right side of the law. Absolutely. So getting back to this conversation I had with their office, that's a great point. Getting back to this conversation I had with their office, it, I was questioning the fact that, you know, after all, as you just said, there's a constitutionally protected right to go do this. So 
I was told that Kathy was on vacation. And I said, okay, well, I just, I'll have to run with it because I'm not going to wait till Monday when she gets back. I'm going to run with this. I get a phone call from Kathy Darling Allen, who's on vacation from her cell phone, who, oh, by the way, her cell phone is paid for by the county, just so you know. And so she calls me back and, uh, well, I hear that uh, you have an issue. I go, I don't have an issue. I said, I think you might have an issue because you're actually violating the rights of two people by not allowing them to be poll workers and observers. Mm -hmm. And they have the constitutionally protected right to do it. And you're using your position in the color of law, you're violating their constitutional right. That's a felony. She said, what felony? I said, Title 8, 18, Code Section 242. No one who is an elected official or anyone that, that works for the government can stop any citizen from their constitutionally protected right. And if they do or attempt to, it's a felony. It's up to 10 years in prison, Kathy. And you stopped two people. And then she mentioned the two people. I said, yeah, those are the two people. And I said, by doing this, you know, you committed a felony. And she said, well, do I need a lawyer? And I said, I don't know, do you? You know, um, you're going to have to figure this one out. Within 24 hours, she let them both in. See, it's like you. You knew the law. You knew that when these sheriffs came, they did the right thing. So, when they, so if she's saying that law enforcement came... They did come, and then they did the right thing, which wasn't what she was allowing to happen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she talks about allowing things to happen. She's talking about allowing people to come in and get uh, public record requests, allowing them. How do you have right and allow in the same sentence? And that's what she's doing. This woman is so entirely corrupt that she needs to go. She absolutely needs to go. Mm -hmm. And I think that she's broken the law enough times to where there's no way but we have to just I mean, someone has to do something. I'm not really sure what that's going to be yet. And I don't think that a recall is going to, is really going to be anything other than the fact that she'll resign before then. Oh, and by the way, she did get a $45,000 raise. Anybody know about that? No. 45 grand. That's a pretty good raise. Yeah. Well, it spikes her, spikes her retirement. You see the, the way her retirement works, she's going to get the, the uh, what, 90% of her best year. Mm -hmm. All right. So she's going to get, so now she, it's 45 grand for one year. That goes yeah. on for life. Yeah. So now she, she's got that spike and she gets her medical. But I think what we can do at the county level is the supervisors could not give her her medical if she resigns. Hmm. A lot of info there. As rule turns. Right. County. I mean, this is really interesting stuff, Terry. And it's stuff that we suspected was going on and wished it wasn't happening, but, but it clearly is, you know. And the more that she throws up the cloak and says, hey, I don't want you guys looking at what's going on back here, the more it makes you suspicious of. Yeah, just open the dang curtain up and we'll just, leave you alone. Just let us see what's going on. That, that's <laughs> all we want. just quiet? So let's talk about the results real quick. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Let's uh, let's make a part two. We're already ran. We yeah, let's Time flies. tune into the next episode um, to, to get the second part of this. And we're, we're just going to continue on with this. Um, thanks for tuning in guys really appreciate it make sure to uh share us on youtube facebook spotify i don't even know if can you rumble. share on spot rumble um yeah. make mountaintopmedia.com has everything we do it has uh terry's and, and wins awesome show which is called patriot state of mind jeffrey oh, oh, i'm sorry you have an awesome Jefferson show. State of Mind, and I always get tongue twisted on that one. And then uh, uh, Sovereign Minds um, on Mountaintop Media. Yep. And, anyways, thanks for tuning awesome. in, guys. Thank you guys. Right.